Hey guys, welcome to a brand new Loose Lips Podcast bonus episode on Storytime with Lo. This is your girl Lo, and we are back. This week's episode is titled Mover, Mother, however you want to pronounce it. Just a play on words and representation of the word mother. Dropping this in acknowledgement of Mother's Day. I was supposed to drop it yesterday, which was Saturday, but time got away from me. Um, Cinco de Mayo was this week. Been out with my friends, just having a good old time. So I apologize for the delay, but you're going to get this on Mother's Day today. So happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, the stepmothers, bonus mothers, grandmothers, aunts, um, mother figures. Happy Mother's Day to all of y'all. Happy Mother's Day to people who are celebrating without their mothers in the physical form. I hope you are being loved on in a most special way today. <clears throat> this bonus episode, I wanted to tell y'all about my experience as a mother, me becoming a mother. I know my last story time with Lo was called Baby Mama, um, which I still have to drop um, part two of that. But <clears throat> I wanted to just go into... Um, a little bit more detail about my experience as a mother, becoming a mother, and everything. So I hope you guys <clears throat> enjoy this. I hope the mothers enjoy this. The fellas, if you're listening, I hope you all enjoy this as well. Of course, give us feedback. Um, you can message me, DM me on all of our social media platforms. We are on WhatsApp. All the links are in the bio on our Instagram, Loose Lips Pod. So let's go ahead and jump right into mother so I have two kids I have a daughter who is the oldest I have a son who is the youngest my daughter will be turning 18 this year my son has already turned 16 so I am almost there guys but a lot of you may know some of you may not know I had my daughter when I was 17 years old fresh out of high school graduated the year 2004 I had her the day before my birthday I met her sperm, her sperm donor, who we would call Earl. I met him through my cousin. My first cousin was in a relationship with Earl's first cousin. And they were living together, and they had a daughter, and they were engaged. So, of course, you know how it goes. They thought it would be cute to hook me up with her cousin, her first cousin, my daughter's father, Earl. So, I met him... I was about 16, 17 years old in high school. Granted, he was about three to four years older than me. So he was already graduated from high school. He was going to, I think it was ITT. And he also had a job at a plant. So in my eyes, he had his own car. He's working. He's making money. Like, he was the real deal. But now that I'm older, and I have spun the block a few times... If me now in my 30s had met him, I would have never dealt with him. But I was not in my 30s. I was still a teenager. So, yeah, I didn't know any better. So, Earl, my daughter's sperm donor, he's a short man, muscular built. He was still living at home with his mother. But at that time, when you're 16, 17 years old, then you probably really didn't have any standards. I didn't. Now, the 16, 17-year-olds now, they probably have some damn standards because these girls are grown as hell. But I didn't have any standards then. So, got with him. Um, 
never really just like went out on dates we just always hung out at his house which he lived with his mom and she's a different breed she that's a whole different story right there like I could drop a whole another episode just about her but that we not gonna discuss her so um started like talking to him you know hanging out or whatever and I remember to this day was out on winter break you know how you go out on winter break because it's about to be the holidays and he came um to my mom's house to pick me up and in hindsight I should have never gotten that damn 1996 Honda Accord okay got into that car went back to his mom's house his house and that was the first time him and I had sex the first time him and I had sex produced my daughter looking back on it now I'm not quite sure how we produced that baby because even though I was not a virgin when I got with him um I was not like really sexually active but I wasn't a virgin but even in my young years then I knew that his dick should not have been that small for his grown-ass age at that time but it was but granted still didn't know that much about sex right but got pregnant with my daughter Coming back from winter break, going back to school, um, my menstrual cycle, I know this might be a bit too much information, but my menstrual cycle was like clockwork. So when my period did not come on, um, I knew right then and there I was pregnant. It did not come on like it normally did. I didn't even take a pregnancy test. I knew right then and there I was pregnant and I was scared as hell because I was in my senior year of high school um, your girl was and still is smart, you know, it was all about the books, I was graduating, um, I knew I already had an academic scholarship, but I had already signed up for the Air Force, my whole plan was to go to the Air Force, let them pay for my schooling, travel the world, you know, be in the military, and also to get the hell out of this rinky-dink-ass town that I'm from, and it's in South Carolina, and get the hell away from my family, that was the plan, the plan went left. Um, when I found out I was pregnant, I was terrified. I did not tell anybody. Um, a few of my close friends knew, but I was literally hiding my pregnancy all of my second semester of my senior year. Um, I started wearing baggy clothes. I was like my morning sickness was all day sickness. But this just goes to show how much my family did not pay attention. Um, no one knew. No one knew. None of the adults in my family knew. My friends knew, but none of the adults knew. Now, granted, my stomach did not start showing until I was about six or seven months in. But, you know, people had paid attention to the signs. Like, you know, I was wearing baggy clothes, like, prior to me having my kids. You know, I've lost weight. You know, a lot of y'all haven't seen, like, my weight loss journey and me trying to get fit and stuff. But back in high school, I was itty-bitty, like, probably wearing, like, a size one-two like, I was small, so my breasts were getting bigger, of course. My nose was spreading, even though I naturally have a big nose. But if they had paid attention to the signs, they would have known. But I also was terrified of telling my family because, you know, my family is not the most understanding. So I hid my pregnancy. Um, then I graduated from high school in May 2004. Um, a lot of the kids in my school were suspecting that I was pregnant, but I was telling them, like, you know, it's none of your business. Um, I did tell her sperm donor, who we shall call Earl, 
I did tell him that I was pregnant when I first realized I was pregnant. Once again, didn't take a pregnancy test or anything because my period came on like clockwork. So when it didn't come on, I already knew. And the first thing out his mouth was, well, what are you going to do? It wasn't what are we going to do. It was what are you going to do? So when he said that to me, that just let me know right then and there that he really didn't want to have no parts to us. I said nothing to him. I did not talk to him. After graduating from high school, um... I unfortunately had to tell the Air Force that, you know, I was not going to go. And it was like, you know, you can still go after you have your baby. But I just decided to um, use my scholarship and go to a local college in my area. So I decided that, okay, now I've got to tell the people in my family that I am pregnant. So I had all my friends come over to my house so I could tell my mom. Now, a little backstory: my mom is not my biological mother. She's my aunt who raised me. Um, my biological mother really did not have um, any parts of my life after um, my middle school years. Um, she's she's um, addicted to drugs, um, addicted to men. Um, her raising myself and my younger sister was not a priority on her list. So growing up, I really didn't have, like I had a quote on quote mom but she really like it people who personally know me who knows the woman who I refer to as my mom know she's not a mom in no sense of the words but you know they didn't really have a mom like that either so they all knew that this woman like telling her like my friends knew like we got to be there to tell you know when you tell her so um my friends came over I remember the night um we graduated in May so I think it was around June May June and I, you know, she was drinking her crown or whatever, because that's what she always does, and smoking her cigarette. And I was like, hey, I got to tell you something. I was nervous as hell, but I went ahead and told her, I was like, you know, I'm pregnant. <sighs> and, of course, she went off. She goes on this tirade, and my friends are there, and they're, like, trying to defend me because they didn't like how she was talking to me or whatever. And she puts all my friends out. She's like, y'all get the hell up out the house. And then, you know, she's mad again. She's like, you know, you had your friends over here. You know, I'll never forget. She was like, can't nobody hear you scream now. Like, she was going to put her hands on me or whatever. So I left the house. I left. I called my cousin. My cousin, who was also pregnant, <laughs> she came and picked me up. And I went back to her house um, with her mom. And so the next day, my mom called me. I guess she hadn't calmed down. She was like, I need to know this boy's name, yada, 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 woo, woo, woo. So um, we called, and um, I let him know, like, hey, I'm still pregnant. Like, this baby's going to be here in September. You know, um, I talked to his raggedy-ass mama, and she was like, you know, oh, why didn't you tell us? Girl, bye, I didn't get pregnant by you. I didn't have to tell you. So go to the doctor. This is my first time having a doctor's appointment with me being pregnant. And, you know, the doctors was like, you know, by you, you know, waiting so long, you know, we could have called DSS on you, yada, 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 woo, woo, woo. Like, I didn't know any of this stuff. I was young. I was scared. I was terrified. I honestly, you know, was not mentally prepared to have a baby. I honestly did not want to have a baby, but I just didn't know what to do. So, um, you know, and getting, like, not going to the Air Force, which was my dream, like, you know, not being able to get away from this family of mine and get away from this rinky-dick-ass town was like, you know, ugh. But I will say that when I found out I was pregnant, um, I was working at Arby's at the time. That was my teenage job. I was working at Arby's. So when I found out I was pregnant, like, I will say that my mindset changed. I was like, you know, I got to make this money. I got to save up my money. I'm about to have a baby. This baby, this responsibility is my own. It's nobody else's responsibility but mine. And I was not expecting anyone else to take care of this baby but me. 
But of course, you know, you have those family members, those people. Oh, if you need me, call me. Woo, 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 I'll be there. Let me just say that's a crock of bullshit. A lot of you may know that's a crock of bullshit. There are some people that you can honestly count on. But for the most part, there's nobody there that you can count on. Okay? So, um, after having my ultrasound and stuff, originally they thought my daughter was going to be born in October. My original due date was October 28th. Then after remeasuring her and whatnot, my due date changed to September 28th. So I was kind of excited because I was like, oh, I'm going to have her in September. wasn't really sure of the day that she was going to come, of course. But I was like, oh, we'll be born in the same month. So, start preparing for her to come. Um, one of my rooms in the house that I stayed with, with my mom, you know, we changed that, you know, to a baby room, crib, and all this other type of stuff. And um, I'm still working. Um, I hadn't enrolled in school yet, but I was still working because I, and my my mindset was just focused on me getting ready for my daughter. Um, shout out to my friends. Like even to this day, I had the best set of friends like I had three baby showers um you know when I was pregnant with my daughter um one through by my side one through by my friends and then one through by the rinky dink ass side of his family let me just say y'all like his family the baby shower that they did for me wasn't really for me because all those gifts went to his fucking house which me and my family is like but the baby's gonna be with me all the time and just a little backstory prior to Earl's mom having him she had a daughter as well but that daughter passed away as an infant and so when she found out that I was having a daughter she literally was telling people like this was her daughter coming back to her reincarnated and we nicely had to let her crazy ass know like this is not your fucking baby coming back to you okay let that shit go this is my child so um, we did all that, you know, they came to the baby shower that my mom and them threw for me. Um, one of my other cousins, he's male, he's like grown. He used to date Earl's mom and he was like, yeah, her elevator don't go all the way to the top. I'll never forget that because that was funny as hell. So, fast forward to September 19th. I'm working at my job at Arby's. It's just me and the, um the manager the big manager at the store and I started having like these lower back pains like they were really hurting and so I was like you know I think I might be in labor but my water hadn't broke nothing I was just my back was just hurting really bad so she was rubbing my back I'm still working like people were coming and it's like oh you need to go home like no I'm good girl I worked my entire shift went home took a shower didn't tell anyone really about the back pains that I was having um Earl her sperm donor he came and picked me up we went back to his house and I went to go use the bathroom, and I noticed that, TMI, I noticed that my mucus plug had come out, and I was bleeding a little bit. And then his mom was like, I think you might be going into labor. So I go back home. I'm sitting there watching Jay Leno. Anybody that knows me know I love me some Jay Leno. I used to love watching The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. So I'm going back and forth to the bathroom at this point because I feel like I have to do the number two because it was a lot of pressure. And so by this time, my mom has kind of figured out, like, yeah, this baby might be coming. So, you know, I'm walking back and forth to the bathroom. I've called my best friend. Shout out to her. She was on her way back to school. And I'm like, you know, I think I might be in labor. And she's like, you know, turn the car around. I've got to go back. Because she was headed back to college in Columbia. And I was like, no, 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 no. Just go, just go. I'll keep you up to date. So I'm walking back and forth. My mama shouts out, quit sitting on that toilet before you shit that baby out. But I couldn't help it. So I'm sitting up in the bed, still got all this pressure. So finally, after finishing watching The Tonight Show, I was like, hey, 
I go to my mom's room. I was like, I'm, I think I'm ready. She, no lie, y'all. She throws the covers back. She's fully dressed in her Dallas Cowboy track, sh- track suit. So she gets her stuff together. We go to the hospital. We get to the hospital that let me know, like, hey, I'm dilating. So, yeah, you are in labor. So um, they get me up to the room. Now, y'all, this is what pissed me off. So why the hell... And I know this is something that they have to do, but I had already pre-registered. I had already pre-registered, filled out the paperwork that they said that I would need. So why, when I'm up here having all these contractions, you come back with the same damn paperwork, want me to fill it out again? I'm like, I've already done this. I pre-registered. Like, I did that so you wouldn't be in my face, want me to sign all this damn paperwork in between these contractions that I'm having. And I'm, I'm really pissed right now. I'm really pissed. Like, I got all this pain, and y'all want me to sign all this paperwork, but what the fuck ever. For all I know, I signed Daffy Duck on that paperwork, okay? So, by this time, it's September 20th, but it's in the early hours of September 20th. So, everyone's been notified, like, hey, Lowe was in labor. I actually had a hair appointment that day because my birthday is September 21st, and I called my cousin. I was like, hey, because she was doing my hair. She's a hairstylist, and I was like, hey, I'm going to have to cancel my appointment. She's like, why? And I was like, oh, I'm in labor. She's like, oh, yeah, that'll do it. Call me when you're six weeks up. I was like, yeah, I definitely will. So um, um, we're sitting there at this point. Like, we're just waiting. Like, um, Earl comes up there to the hospital. What's funny, he caught a flat tire on the way up there. So Earl is on his way up. Well, he's made it to the hospital. All my cousins are there. Now, granted, at this time that I was pregnant, I had two other cousins that was pregnant as well. Um, one, her child came in January. Um, the other one, Debbie, the co-host of Lucy's podcast, uh, she had her daughter in December. And so um, they came up there to see me and all this stuff, you know, and I'm, we're still waiting. So it comes time for me to finally push. And y'all, like, literally... I was in labor, like, it was just so hard to get this baby up out of me, like, they had me holding on to a sheet while the nurse held on to another, to the other side of the sheet for me to push, that wasn't working, they tried a suction cup, her head out, that wasn't working, because my daughter has a big ass head like me, um, like, none of that was working, like, I was pushing and stuff, and then, uh, finally one of the nurses, because I was tired, y'all, I, couldn't, I hadn't ate, I was tired, I didn't know you couldn't eat while you was in labor, um, Little side note, funny thing happened in nurse. So when I first got to the hospital, the nurse was like, well, you're going to have to take your underwear off. You know, you're in labor. I was like, oh, I didn't know. Like, I was just like so naive. I didn't know. Like, I still have my drawers on, right? So, um, you know, this was back in 2004. So the rules were different. So I remember like it was a lot of people in my delivery room nurses and stuff so finally one of the nurses got behind me like Earl he's on one side holding my hand and stuff and um I was holding my mom's hand like my nails were long at the time and I was putting nail prints in people's hands like you know just trying to push this baby out and everything at one point I thought I wanted to watch my daughter come out so they brought out this large mirror and they flipped it over and I looked at the mirror and I seen all that that was going on I was like nah y'all can take that back I don't want to watch it so I'm pushing and pushing, you know, we're trying to get this baby out. This baby is being stubborn. And finally, um, let's see, this started September 19th in the afternoon. Finally, at 1.06 p.m. on September 20th, I gave birth to my daughter. And I didn't think I would get emotional talking about this, but I am. So I'm going to, like, kind of stop because y'all know I'm a thug. So, ugh. So at 1.06 p.m., I gave birth to my daughter, my firstborn. She was my birthday gift. Seven pounds, four ounces. This little big-headed baby came out. And when she came out, y'all, like, she's 
she's a Virgo. She's the sweetest thing ever, but she's got a side to it. Y'all, she came up, my baby had an attitude. My baby did not cry. She had an attitude. She looked at me. I looked at her. She, like, looked at me like, you know, like, we had beef or something. So she did not cry. She didn't start crying until they laid her, like, on the little bed when they had to weigh her and stuff. And uh, when they laid her down, like, I don't know. I don't know how, how it happened, but she kind of was on her stomach, and I got a picture with her butt tooted up in the air, and I'll never forget my mom's like, oh, just like your mama with your ass up in the air, like, really? But, yeah, my baby came, and um, I had to get, like, almost 40 stitches um, because of her, because of how long I was pushing and the wear and tear and all this other type of stuff, and um, I was so tired. I remember being so tired. Like, I couldn't even hold her. I remember being so tired because I had been pushing for so long and and in labor for so long. So, um, another reason why I cannot stand his family, I remember one of his aunts came up there. This was, like, after I had been moved to another room and stuff. And she came up there, and she took a look at my daughter, y'all. I'll never forget. She pulled out her cell phone and called his mom. I was like, yeah, she looks just like him. It's his baby. Bitch, What? Still to this day, I owe that bitch a ass whooping. So, Tanya, if you ever hear this, that's your ass on on sight. Like, y'all know I don't give two fucks in a milkshake. I ain't with none of that shit. But, um, yeah, she did that shit. So, they moved me to another room. I was just say like, the after effects of having a baby, like, your body trying to get back to normal and stuff. Like, y'all could literally, like, feel my organs moving down. And stuff. Like, it was, just, it was just nasty, right? It was just nasty. But, um, you know, finally being able to hold my daughter, because, like I said, I was tired. Being able to hold her and just finally see her, because I had had dreams about her and stuff. Finally being able to see her. And I knew it was going to be a tough road. But I was just like, okay, I got another life. I got another life I got to take care of. It's not just about me no more. It's about this baby. Like, everything is about this baby that I just gave birth to. And then I turned 18 the next day. And legally, I'm an adult at 18. But mentally, you're not an adult at 18. No matter if you got a baby or not. You are not an Mentally, you're not an adult at 18. So after I had my daughter, you know, I go home and it's like reality kicks in. I got this baby to take care of. I will say, like, my daughter was the best baby. Like, I had heard stories about people saying, oh, their baby's keeping them up at night. Not my baby. She would eat, like, around 8 or 9, and she literally slept all night till about 5 a.m. in the morning. And I would wake up, feed her, and she would lay back down again until about 9. So I was like, you know, it was not that difficult, um... As far as her being a baby, the difficulty came in as far as the older family members. Um, you know, my family is not the best, did not have the best representation of what a mother should be as far as the women in my family. And, um, like, the woman that I call my mother made it very known. She's like, oh, I mean, the first thing on her mouth was, oh, I'm claiming her on my taxes. Like, it was just all about the money for her. As far as Earl's side of the family, his mom was very adamant, like, this was her baby. So when she was not included in any other decision-making, she was pissed off about it because, you know, you're a grandmother. Stay in a grandmother's position, um, as far as Earl, he was not the best father still to this day. He isn't. Um, he worked second shift, so he had to be to work at 3 o'clock. So what he would do was get up in the morning, 
go to the gym about a, to about 11, 12, go home, take a shower, come to my house. Literally, y'all remember that movie, Don't Be a Menace to Society While Drinking Your Juice in the Hood by the Wayans Brothers, when he was like, I'm here to pick up my child. And the dude would walk in, pick up his child, put the child back down, and be like, I'll be back next week. That was literally her father. That's what he would do. And then he would go to work. And um, him and I moved in together, which was one of the worst decisions I could have ever made. Um, moved in together. We've got this baby. I'm still young. I'm working. I still haven't started school yet because I'm just focusing on trying to take care of this baby. Him and I have moved in together. He's messing around with these other chicks in the city. Um... We had one car, which was his car at the time. I'll never forget. I had paid for the new tires to be put on his car because I was mainly driving it because he was at work throughout the day so I can get to work, take her to her doctor's appointments and so forth. And, um, you know, he was out here. He was doing his thing. I'm literally 18 years old trying to figure out, you know, taking care of this baby, trying to figure out what I want to do with life. And then I've got this man who's a few years older than me Who's out here in the streets just doing whatever? And I got these calls coming through my phone. Oh, we seen Earl here. We seen Earl there. I literally was in a room one day with one of the chicks he was messing with and did not even know that they were dealing at all. Like, I did not know he was having relations with her. And let me just say this. This is kind of getting off topic. But ladies, don't ever think just because you met a man's family that his family rocks with you because that's not the case. My daughter's first Thanksgiving... She was born in September, her first Thanksgiving that November. I went down to his grandmother's house for Thanksgiving for a few hours. He brought me and my daughter back home. He turned around and picked up his other chick and brought her back down there, okay? Like, I would leave his mother's house and go home with our baby, and he would bring his other chick over to his mother's house, okay? So his family knew exactly what he was doing. The entire family knew. So granted, his family didn't owe me anything. I'll just say that, but don't ever think just because you met the mother, the grandmother, the aunties, the cousins, none of that. Even his homeboys. Don't even think because you met them people that you mean anything to a man. Because he will bring you and anybody else he's dealing with around any and everybody. And they're going to keep his fucking secret. So don't ever think you special, baby, okay? Don't ever think you special. But anyway, so I had all this going on. And, you know, this shit is really, like, pissing me off. Because it's like, you know, we got this baby. I'm trying to make this shit work. Because I really wanted my daughter to grow up in a two-person household. But her raggedy-ass sperm donor is really playing with me. And at this time, I will say that this... So, you know, I had my little high school sweetheart. But this was, like, I guess considered my first real relationship. And let me just say, looking back on it, I never loved her father never loved that man to this day I don't love this man I don't like this man but because I had a baby with him I thought I loved him and I thought I was doing the right thing by being with him and moving in with him to try to make this work so my daughter could have a two-person parent household which that ain't always the case sometimes y'all just need to separate and do your best you know, taking care of the child if the other co-parent is, you know, on their shit. So, um, the apartment was in both of our names. And, um, at this point, like, I was just over a lot of shit because I'm getting, like, you know, nobody wants to get calls about 
their spouse out here sleeping with this person and sleeping with that person. Like, even the girls are starting to call my phone. And it's just becoming too much for me. Like, I had never experienced anything like that, you know. I'm 18. I've never experienced another woman calling my phone, letting me know, oh, she's sleeping with my man. I just dropped your man off at y'all's apartment. I know how your daughter's shoes and clothes are set up in his room. Like, none of that. I've never experienced any of that. So I finally had enough of it, and I put him out the apartment. Um, my sister and I came back to the apartment. He was gone, but he called himself washing his clothes and my washer and dryer. Well, washer. I had a dryer as well. So what we did was we nicely took his clothes out the washing machine while they were still wet. I put them in one of those big black, big black plastic bags and let it sit for two weeks and dropped it off at his mother's house. Um, and then, of course, there was Mildude, you know, and he let me know how much he hate me. And I was like, well, the feeling's mutual. Um, I will say um, that even when we were living together, he wasn't much of a father figure to his daughter, um, which made it being a mom a little bit harder because I always had to have her even when he was there. Um, if she would wake up in the middle of the night, I had to go get her. If she was sick, it was on me. Picking her up was on me. Like, he, all he wanted to do was play with her. That was it. Um, even when him and I broke up and he went back to live with his mother, you know, she would go over there to, quote, unquote, see him. But really, she was with his mom. Granted, his mom is crazy as fuck, and she just really thought that this was her child. But also, it was him out there in the streets. Um, when he got off from work, wanting to be with his friends and wanting to be up under any chick he was dealing with at that time. So, you know, when my daughter went over there, that's all she was with was with her grandmother. Um, so he really just, you know, just wanted to play with her. He didn't want to deal with the crying, the changing of the diapers, none of that shit. So at this time, like, I'm really dealing with a lot of mental issues, um, you know, just trying to be a good mother, trying to take care of my child. I got this man who I thought I was going to raise my child with, and he's really, you know, you know, just really fucking with me. Like, we're arguing all the time. Like, I really thought I could make this man um, be a father. And what I learned from dealing with him is that you cannot make anyone do anything that they don't want to do. He knew he had a child. He knew he was a father. But he didn't want to do any other father stuff. All he wanted to do was to take pictures, put them on Facebook, play with her for a little bit, then go on about his day. And a lot of my stress came from that I was trying to make him be something that he just could not be. And even still to this day, my daughter will be 18 this year. And still to this day, he is not a father. And so I was dealing with that. And on top of that, like... Um, he, his ass, so his ass had, okay, let me go back. The day that I had my daughter, y'all, was the day that I found that I was the side chick. He had been with a female for about 10 years. I knew nothing about her. Once again, his family knew about her, but I knew nothing about her. The same family that was hooking him and I up together I knew nothing about her but the day that I had my daughter was the day that I found out I was a side chick so the hospital that I gave birth to her at there was a Wendy's across the street I asked him to go and um get me some fries because I did not want any hospital food 
He left. I had my daughter at 1.06 p.m. He probably left at about 2 or 3 to go get my fries. Um, I didn't see him until the next day. Took him 25. And when he came, he still did not have my damn fries, y'all. But that was the day that I found out I was a side chick. But for some reason, even though when I found out I was a side chick, like he had this whole other chick that he was dealing with. For some reason, he was able to convince me like he was done with her. And that's how all the moving in together and shit came about. But he was still dealing with her because I found out that he had gotten her pregnant while him and I was together. I found out because I went through his damn phone. The reason why I went through his phone because I was at work one night and someone told me that they seen her pregnant at the hospital. Now, the reason why I automatically assumed that he was the one that got her pregnant. And y'all, this is not be me and mean. This is not be me and funny. But the chick, she is biracial. She has, you know, the light skin. She has the different color eyes. But she's not pretty whatsoever. She reminded me of Miss Piggy. This is not me being funny. This is me telling y'all the truth. She was a big bitch. She was an unattractive bitch, but she was biracial. So I knew nobody else was fucking this bitch but him. It's his baby. He was at my apartment. By this time, it's my apartment now because I had them put him out. But him and I was still kind of dealing with each other. Not going to lie. Went through his phone. Seen the ultrasounds that she sent to him. Went to the kitchen. Got a frying pan. Went to work on his ass while he was asleep. I'm pretty sure waking up to him getting his ass beat with a frying pan was not the nicest thing in the world. But that's exactly what I did. I went to town on his ass. Prior to me going to town on his ass, though, I took his... I allegedly, allegedly took his debit card. Wrote down the debit card numbers and so forth. And allegedly cleaned out his bank account. Allegedly, it's hearsay. Don't know if it's true or not, but that's allegedly what's happened. Okay? So, that shit happened. Um, so, now I'm dealing with the fact that, okay, I'm going back and forth with you. Now, you've got another baby on the way by this chick. And you don't really help me with our daughter. So, I'm like, you know what? Um, I got to remove myself from this situation. Because it was just becoming too much um and I knew if I stayed in the situation that nothing was going to change because um he was going to keep going back and forth between the both of us because we were allowing it you know sometimes you got to sit back and you got to take a look at yourself and you just got to say you know this is happening to me because at this point I am allowing it to happen to me so I've got to change the narrative so um I moved out of that apartment y'all honestly I moved out of that apartment I got another apartment in the same city. I had my cousins come. They moved me all in the same day. Um, and I left. And I got another apartment. And he did not know where I was at for a whole year whatsoever. Um, during that time when I was... Um, I, I won't say I was hiding from him, but I just didn't want to deal with his bullshit. Like, one thing about me is that I would disappear for, for my sanity and for my peace. And that's what I did. I disappeared um, for my sanity and for my peace because it was just too much going on with him, his family, my family, the arguments, the calling the police, my cousins getting involved. Like, it was just too much going on. And so I, I got another place in the same city, but he did not know where I was at. Um, I, I did move back home for a little bit with my mom, but I just knew I could not stay there because we... I just butted head, head, heads with her a lot, 
and um she's just not an understanding person um i don't know what it is about black people born between the 1930s and the 1960s but y'all are just not that very understanding so i got another place um around this time i had got pregnant with my son um i'm 19 at this time got pregnant with my son i got pregnant with him his father and i was actually just really good friends y'all we were not romantic in the least bit just one night i don't know what the hell happened we had sex the sex was only for about three to four minutes and um next thing you know i popped up pregnant with my son you know and um his father i will say in the beginning he kind of tried to be there for him but his father was in the streets and he was in the streets heavy still to this day my son is 16 now he's still in the streets very very heavy um and he has produced um a bunch a bunch a bunch of other kids since my son was born and he has not um played a very significant role in his son's life either and I will say that I actually sat down with my kids because my kids are a lot older and I did have a conversation with them about their fathers and I did apologize to my kids because at the end of the day I essentially chose who that who their fathers were going to be when I laid with these men unprotected and I wish I had a chose better fathers for my kids um but I didn't you know, you can blame it on my age. We can blame it on whatever you want to blame it on. But at the end of the day, it's my fault. I didn't choose the best fathers for my kids. And I think because um, I think because of that, because of the lack of their presence, is why I've always gone so hard for my kids. You know, I had two kids by the age of 19. I was working two jobs, and I was also going to college at the same time. Um, I got, I had my own apartment, had my own car, and, you know, my apartment was income-based. Yes, it was. I'm not ashamed to say it was income-based. It was a nice apartment. It was income-based. It was what I could afford, but I also knew that it was going to be a footstool. We was not going to be here forever. I'm using this to, to allow it to get me to where I need to be. So, I, I essentially remove myself from my daughter's father and my son's father because both situations were toxic um because once my son's father started having all these other kids out here and he's heavy out here in the streets and my daughter's father is still living with his mother to this day my daughter's father is still living with his mother let me just say that um it was just too much going on too much going on it was just too much stress i literally had lost all my hair y'all like all my hair had fell out i had went to my family about it you know to my mom about it trying to talk to her like i snatched my wig off i was like all my hair is falling out i'm stressed and you know how it is in black families they don't give a damn they don't it was what you got to be stressed about yada 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 you chose to have these kids yes i did choose to have these kids but just because i chose to have these kids doesn't mean that i'm not stressed out so I decided to remove myself from my kids' fathers um, and, you know, just decided to, you know, just confine, you know, confine in my few close friends but not tell my family much because they just wasn't understanding of anything and just didn't give a damn and, you know, just buckled down and was working two jobs, going to school, taking care of my kids. And I was just busting, busting my ass out. I worked seven days a week. Okay, seven days a week, and on top of that, school, on top of that, my kids, I would get off my first job, I would get off at five o'clock, pick my kids up from the daycare, take them to the babysitter, change clothes, and I waited tables, restaurant would close at 10 o'clock, I wouldn't get home to about maybe 12 o'clock, do it all over again, 
Weekends, I was waiting tables. I worked seven days a week. On top of that, I had schoolwork. And that has been my life. Um, but I will say that um, mothers, we do what we have to do. Like Even to this day, I'm still working two jobs. Granted, um, I am 35 now. I'll be 36 in September. And um, I have, for the past eight years, been at a corporate job. And I have worked my way up. And I am making great money. But I work a second job because we all know gas is high, groceries is high, everything is high. And I never want to tell my kids that they cannot do something because I don't have the money. Because at the end of the day, I cannot rely on their fathers. I don't get child support. It's just me. I'm a hard worker. I don't rely on anybody for anything. I'm going to go out here and get it. I'm not going to ask a man for shit. That's just me. Um, but I wanted to tell y'all this story because honestly, I sit back and I look back on my life and I look back on where I was and where I'm at. Like I did not have the best childhood. Um, my, my biological mother wasn't around. My biological father wasn't around. I did have a dad growing up. My sister's dad raised me. But, you know, as a child, you still have that um, that void. I will say to this day, even at 35, it still does bother me the way my biological mother went about, you know, not being in me and my sister's life. And, you know, she's unapologetic about it. Um, it still does bother me about how, you know, my family went about things but I will say that you know now that I am in therapy and I'm dealing with you know a lot of stuff um you know they were dealing with their own trauma from their childhoods and that's how they went about doing things but I I am proud of where I am at now you know I'm a homeowner um I built my house on my own you know I won't even say on my own with the help of God help a lot of hard work the best realtor I got a nice car. I have my health. Um, I've decided to, you know, take back and get back in touch with myself and started working out, you know, and losing weight so I can be back to who I am. Because, um, you know, if y'all been following me, you know, I've said, you know, I felt trapped in my own body. Um, I have two great kids. You know, they're teenagers. You know, they're trying to kill me sometimes. But, you know, for the most part, they're great kids. They're getting you know, good grades, you know, yeah, we had some bumps in the road, there are some things that, you know, they go through that I myself didn't experience, because childhood, teenage years are a lot different from when I was a teenager, but, you know, I can say that I busted my ass, and my kids, they don't want for anything, Um, I'm there for them financially, I'm there for them emotionally, they can come talk to me about anything, and, you know, I really would say that, you know, God had a hand in everything. My ancestors, you know, whoever you believe in, whatever you pray to, you know, it just took a lot of hard work, a lot of faith. There were days where I just didn't want to do it. I will say, you know, there were days where um, I contemplated suicide. I was like, I just can't do this. Like, I'm I'm tired, you know, and even some days now, even today, I'm not going to say it's perfect. There are still some days where I just go in my room and I shut my door because I'm just so tired. But then I just remember, you know, where I used to be and where I'm at now. And even though I'm tired, I don't give up. I keep going. And, um, you know, 
my dream was to be in the Air Force, but also at the same time, God had something else in store for me because I really feel like if I wasn't supposed to have them, they would not be here, point blank, period. And so I know we have a lot of listeners. We have listeners in the States and different countries, and people might go, be going through whatever it is they're going through. And I just want to say to my mothers out there, I know it gets hard. It is not easy, whether their fathers are around or not. But you just keep pushing. Some days are better than others. But I know it's cliche, but trouble really does not last always. I am a person who literally grew up with a drug addict mother. Um, There were days where I didn't eat. There were days where I didn't know where I was going to sleep at. Um, even when I moved in with my aunt, who's the one that I call mother, she has a nice house, nice car, she had a great job. Like, the exterior was beautiful, but the interior was ugly, you know? And I, I don't really talk about my childhood a lot. And, you know, becoming a mother at 17 and a mother at 19, it was hard as hell. But I think, um, I think my kids were put here to push me. Because I don't know, I don't know if the strength that I have now, if I would have had it, if I didn't have them. Now, no, kids are not for everybody. Lord knows it's not because y'all, if I, I couldn't have a baby again. I'm going to tell y'all right now, this woman's clothes, I could not have a baby again. Hell to the no, no, no. I could not have a baby again. But I honestly don't know. Um, You know, we don't know how your life would be, but I don't know if I would have the strength now if I did not have my kids, you know. But would I do this shit again? Hell to the no, no, no. I definitely will not because, baby, my daughter be 18. My daughter is my son is 16 but to all the mothers out there just keep pushing whether their fathers are around or not whether you feel like you don't have the village that you need or not just keep pushing cry when you need to cry when you want to journal take care of your mental health because you cannot pour from an empty well and that's something that I had to find out on my own we cannot pour from an empty well so we have to take care of ourselves first before we able to take care of our kids at all because our kids see what we're going through like even now like I could just be downstairs and my daughter just walk up on me and she'll be like you okay mom and I'm like yeah I'm fine and I may not really be fine but she'll just give me a hug she'll give me a kiss you know and she's 18 but kids can still pick up on that so take care of yourselves first find something that you love to do journal cry talk to a therapist but you got to take care of yourself first before you can take care of your kids because you cannot pour from an empty well and even on those days where you know it just seems like you just want to give up do not give up I pray that none of you give up there was plenty of days that I wanted to give up there are days now sometimes where I want to give up but I just think about where I used to be and I think about where I'm in now And I just thank God. I thank my ancestors for protecting me, for protecting my kids and keeping me. And and I just ask them for the strength to keep going. 
because I want to be here for as long as I'm supposed to be here to see, you know, where my kids go in life and to be there to help to continuously guide them as much as possible. So to all the mothers out there, happy Mother's Day. Um, to all the mother figures out there, happy Mother's Day. To the ones celebrating without their mothers in the physical, happy Mother's Day. Um, never give up. Motherhood is one of the most ghettoest things I have ever done. But it is it is fulfilling, but it is tiresome. There are days where you just don't want to deal with these damn humans that came out your coochie. But at the same time, you know, you love them to death and you just want nothing but the best for them. So don't give up. Do what you love as well. Do not lose yourself. Because that is something that I did. I lost myself. Do not lose yourself. Find yourself. Find the things that you love. Take take time for yourself. And remember, you cannot pour from an empty well. Happy Mother's Day.